Welcome everyone back to another edition of Cleave, Me, and Tones today, as we are going to have a fantastic preview show for what will be SummerSlam. By the way, the SummerSlam soundtrack, man, Cleave, I don't know if you heard the songs were picking, but they went with some old school rock that I was really digging. Um, but at the same time, Cleve, Tones, and I will be attending SummerSlam, so... We're leaving for, the plan is to leave next Friday from Chicago area and then stay till Monday. So we're going to, you know, we're going to the Saturday, obviously, SummerSlam. Sunday, we're going to go to Tampa Bay Rays at Detroit Tigers. That'll be on my birthday, August 6th. And then we'll return home Monday. But we are, this is the part I love the most because once the trip gets here, it flies by. We have so many great memories, all that. Cleve, I quite haven't pulled my trigger yet on the LA Night shirt because I'm thinking about waiting until SummerSlam to get something. Because if I order something now, I could risk it not being here in time for that weekend. So I think I'm going to wait. How the heck you doing and how amped are you? We're nine days out. Dude, I'm, I'm feeling really good today. It's an off day. It's a beautiful day out in Lake Joe, Mitchell. We're a week away. From this OG trip with a bunch of the boys, you know, we're gonna hit Detroit Friday. We're gonna leave Detroit Monday. I guess Monday morning or so, man. We're gonna leave our mark in Detroit. It's, I'm just pumped for this trip. It's gonna be a hell of a time. Joe's birthday too. We're gonna get wild, fans. Yeah, and you know what? You only make it to 31 one time, so we're gonna make it count. Beer, what? Whiskey, what? Vodka, what? Shots, what? We're going to be having a fantastic time. We will be in the 200 section. Um, it's called luxurious seating. I doubt that means more than a little bit more padding or summer extra room, but we'll be in the 200 level um, opposite side of the stage in the Lions Stadium on Saturday night. So we cannot wait for that. Cleve, I'm just going to ask you because we're just previewing the matches today, but from the outside looking in, what match are you most looking forward to? And is there a match where you're like, this might be where I go look for merch and uh, use the bathroom? All right. So the match I am the most looking forward to has to be the Jay Uso and Roman Reigns match. I think that will probably be the main event of the night. And I honestly think that'd be the, that's going to be a five-star match. Um, I think it's a tribal rule match. So it's most likely a disqualification match. We're definitely going to see a couple of broken chairs, I mean, broken tables, chairs. We're probably going to see a return. Like, that's going to be, to me, the best. I didn't see Roman in person the two times I went to see WWE, so I'm really, really pumped to see Roman in person. I'm a huge fan of the Tribal Chief. And uh, honestly, I mean, I really haven't seen too much of the card. What would be... Oh, Ricochet and Logan Paul would honestly be the match I'm going to get merchandise and food for. I don't even care who wins that match. I'll just I'll be standing in line getting the merchandise while the 14-year-old Logan Paul fans are screaming their hands off. Stupid. Um, but yeah, you'll be the only one doing that, so at least it'll be easy access to the line. So I don't blame you there because everyone else will be glued in. Um, my most looking forward to match, I'm not gonna, I would, I think Roman versus Jay, I mean, that's just the bread and butter of the night. The story of, you know, the tribal chief and his former 
Compadres is the biggest of them all. But I'm going to go Gunther versus McIntyre because whenever these two put a show on or Sheamus was involved, going back all the way when they went overseas and other, many other times in pay-per-views, WrestleMania, all that good stuff, um, they put on a hell of a show, and the crowd goes absolutely nuts. These are two big guys, but they're athletically gifted. And is, could it maybe be a little bit of a predictable match? Maybe. But I'm just going for the straight, hey, this is going to be a banger. And that's exactly what Gunther and Drew McIntyre deliver 98% of the time. So that will be that. If I Where I would look for merch, maybe use the bathroom a little bit, you know. Man. Honestly, I hate to say this. It will be Ronda Rousey versus Shane and Blazer when that gets made official because I'm just for the mood that I mean, if Ronda's gonna leave anyways, it's put Shane over. That's cool. I like Shayna. Uh, I used to really like Ronda, but that's one where I I don't really have to be there for the entrances. I don't really have to be there for the match. I could get that's where I can go, you know, get things done. I feel like that might be in the middle of the card, so it might be one of those early to middle of the card, so it might be one of those perfect times to get that out of the way Um, because they don't put all the best matches always in order. For example, I remember when I went to Mania, when it was eight or nine hours long, it was in New York uh, in 2018 where the main event was a triple threat with the woman. I remember the match right before that was Corbin and Angle's last match, so they don't always put the best matches in order. Um. But it's going to be, I think it's mostly banger after banger, Cleve, Rhodes versus Lesnar, uh, the triple threat of Asuka, Bianca, and Charlotte. That won't disappoint. Trish and Becky, that would not disappoint. Um, if it is whoever ends up facing Austin Theory, whether it's one, whatever Luchador, whether it's Ray or the LWO member, athletically gifted match, so on and so forth. So, I definitely disagree with you on Ricochet and Logan Paul, but I think mostly outside of that, we agree on the card itself. Um, But let's start with the top of the list I have in front of me, and that's Cody Rhodes for Brock Lesnar. This is the rubber match. The trilogy is one-to-one in the series. Cleve, I'm going to pose it to you this way. How – give me the outcome in your eyes – how you could see either guy winning. Give me the path to the Cody Rhodes win. Give me a path to the Brock Lesnar win. In terms of quick match, long match, uh, weapons, disqualification, what do you think if their paths to winning? Was there ever a stipulation assigned to the match yet? I know. See, not yet. And that's that will throw a big wrench into previewing it. But let's – okay, let's throw it this way. Let's throw out the scenario that pretty much anything goes. Give me the paths to both of those men getting a victory. Well, if you go that way, I definitely think it will be a, a good 20-minute match between those two guys. We've seen that Brock Lesnar can go a long time in the ring. Same with Cody Rhodes. Um, if it was a anything-goes match, then definitely, like I said, for the Jay and Rome, we're definitely going to see chairs, tables, I mean, fingers crossed, we may even see a little blood from when Brock got busted open there. 
in the first meeting between them. But I really think this this match will be a very hard-hitting match between the two. I can't pick a winner yet just because. Over under 15 minutes. Over 15 minutes. Because I think Brock Lesnar has so much respect for Cody, and I just don't. I just don't think WWE would do that, have Cody wrestle a 10-minute match, a guy of his caliber, you know what I mean? And he can wrestle. This is not like Bill Goldberg and Brock where you got to protect Goldberg because he can't do the moves that Brock can. So definitely over 15, but I really can't decide how to win her. I just ask me next week. I'll have a better answer, but right now I'm still in the middle. Yeah, you know me. My heart's going to be with Cody all day. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good match. Also, this is just random as hell. But I was looking on Twitter, Cleve, today, and there was some talk if Batista could return, who would he? Who would you want him to fight? To me, it's easy. Bobby Lashley. I think Lashley versus Batista would be great. Anyways, back to the point at hand. Obviously, my heart would be with Cody. Uh, I think we'll also – I don't think this is a quick match. Like you said, this is no – protecting of Goldberg. There's no protecting of, you know, Undertaker long in the tooth. Lesnar is still in amazing shape and has stamina. And it's the rubber match. It's the last one. They're not going to put the last one and make it not be a banger. So I think this, this, I do not like how they start having multiple main events. They call it like, no, your last match is your main event. So if it's Jay versus Roman, that's the main event. That's the only thing I'm not a fan of now. With They started it for Mania, how they have multiple main events. It's simple. You could have one of night one and night two, but you don't have two night one, two night two. No, no. The last match is the main event. But Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar will be one of the best matches of the night for sure. All right, let's go. Mm, I said, I'm not going by this. I'm going in the order I want to go. This is Cleveland me, not the list like Chris Jericho had. The list. Uh, let's talk about one that I brought up, Gunther and Drew McIntyre. Cleve, I talked about a good amount. What is your thoughts on that match? Um, who are you going to be cheering for? Man, I'm a huge fan of both. Um, I think Gunther will win only because I just don't think it's the time to take the IC belt off of him. You know, if you take the belt off of him, then what will you do with him? And currently at the moment, it seems that Judgment Day, Seth is feuding with Judgment Day at the moment, and then on SmackDown, you got, well, he's on Raw, so we can't even worry about SmackDown unless they're, the brand is, you know, the brand thing doesn't matter anymore. Group and girls on SmackDown, but. I got it, it seems like they've kept it pretty well separate. Dominic was just on SmackDown. Defending. Dominic's been on all the brand. The Judgment Day factions to me. Faction should be able to. I, I would put faction. I'm I, I'm going more the single superstar because uh, Dominic's been on NXT the last couple weeks too. That's that's yeah, that's a very great point. But I would go Grantham only because, like I stated, I just don't think it's time to take the belt off of him. I wouldn't be mad if Drew wins it. Drew has never he has won the IC title. That was his first title in WWE actually when he first came around as the chosen one. So I wouldn't be mad if he does win Drew McIntyre. I'm a huge fan. But I just think it's not Griffin's time yet. He did pass the Honky Tonks record, I believe, of the longest IC title. And I will make the argument with anybody that in the past 20 years, he's probably the best Intercontinental Champion. Even better than when The Miz was carrying that belt in 
elevating. I just think the one reign, the one time that Griffin has held it, has succeeded so many other Intercontinental Champion guys that have held it over two times in their career. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think you can go wrong either way here. Um, that's a nice early prediction. I'm My heart is going to be with Drew, but I, you know, his future is always a little iffy. You know, you hear a lot of things here and back and forth. Like Gunther's just on this run that's just tumultuous right now, and we'll see if it can be taken down. Um, toss up to me where I go, my left or my right, the devil or the angel. But either way, I, you know, like I said, this is one of my favorite matches of the night. Also, their entrances are both uh, pretty lit as well. So uh, entrances play a big role for me. Sometimes the entrance can mean more than the match. I just love seeing the the music, the, you know, the fireworks, the lights, everything like that. So uh, definitely the two, if you combine these two men, they will outdo any other combination of the two that are involved, <laughs> especially when it comes down. Uh, you know, Cleve, this hasn't been made official yet because she has a broken nose, but let's assume Becky does uh, be able to face Trish um, at SummerSlam. This is one where, to me, I one of my favorite legends, one of my favorite current stars, this is the women's match I'll personally be most looking forward to. Even, I know this will be a little surprising, but maybe even more than a little triple threat for me. I'm a, I'm a big fan of both uh, Becky and Trish. Well, I'm definitely on board with that, too. Um, we, I'm pretty sure we both, you watched the Attitude there. I was watching it. Trish Stratus is arguably the second greatest women's wrestler of all time right after Charlotte. You can make an argument that Becky's in the top five. And this just shows people how great of a wrestler Becky is, is that she doesn't even need to be in the title picture. She's still just arguably as important. I'm not going to say more important than the championship belts, but she's still on the same level as Asuka and Rhea, and they're the current champions. I just think this would be a banger of a match between the two. Tristan looks great in the ring. Becky picked up a, a big win against Zoe Stark, which I saw. That was a pretty great Oh, match. that was obvious, right? It was obvious, but it was a pretty good match. And it showed that Zoe Stark, it gives the fans a chance to see her. I know she came from NXT, and a lot of people, like I said, really don't watch NXT. That they watch the main roster like that. So it's a great way to introduce a new character, but... I think that's probably going to be, I don't want to say it's going to be better than the triple threat, but I think that's going to be a hell of a match between Becky and Trish, the past and the present. Yeah, I wonder if we'll get any Lita appearance because, remember, she was involved early in this thing. Uh, I do think we're going to get a couple legends. I do think we're going to get a couple surprise returns, whether it be Undertaker or in Lita, Bray Wyatt, The Rock, John Cena. I The list... It's a very long list to me. We will see what happens. Um, I was surprised, though, Cleve, that Edge, I thought Edge would for sure have a match at SummerSlam. Before we keep going to the rest of the card and Tampa Tones joins us um, as we covered one, two, and we got a little bit into Roman and Jay, but we got to get more into that. Um, Cleve, what I, I'm why do you think they don't have – it just – I thought Edge returned, you know, for the point to come back for a SummerSlam match. Maybe it didn't work as scheduled, but 
with his career whittling down, I thought for sure, for sure, he'd be at this event. Yeah, I remember it was rumored sometime earlier in this year or sometime late last year where they said Edge possibly was going to wrestle his last match at SummerSlam. I think somebody was making a hint. Next year, Slam. Next year, okay, because I thought it was this year it was going to be in Canada, but then I saw they were in Detroit earlier in the year. So I think I think Edge probably is going to come back sometime. I think he still – Maybe he appears. Maybe he does make an appearance. I know he's uh, filming for the TV show, the Percy Jackson show, where he's playing the God of War Aries on there. So that's probably why his schedule is all tied up at the moment. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Edge make a return within a couple of months. It's always cool to see the rated R superstar. And this interaction with Grayson Waller, another young up-and-coming guy who I'm slowly becoming a fan of, I think it was just a really cool moment to see edge in class with a young talent like that yeah and we saw grayson and john cena at money in the bank get involved with it as well uh of course john cena schooled him nothing new there uh as we get into our next match we're going to welcome in mr tones as i said the next match we're going to talk about is what a great one to be on ricochet versus logan paul tones really quick to fill you in we did our most looked forward to match, our least, you know, our souvenir bathroom break match. Cleve stupidly chose Ricochet Logan Paul. I said mm. smart for him. At least he'll be in empty lines because nobody else will be with him because they'll want to watch those two entertainers in the ring. But how the heck you doing and your thoughts on Ricochet versus Logan Paul preview wise? I'm doing great. It's another great day out here, and uh, we're one step closer to our Detroit road trip. Yeah, honestly, not surprising from Cleve. Again, it's just <laughs> the same old repetitive garbage and blindness that um, he speaks out there all the time. So I'm not really shocked. And as you said, he must like short bathroom lines. So um, that's obviously his main objective is absolutely nobody else in the uh not only in uh, the city of Detroit, Michigan, but no one in the world will be out of their couch or out of their seat for that match. Is uh, That's one of the best we've seen. So not shocking, although uh, disappointing. I'm very much so not shocked. Uh, my bathroom break match, there's a lot more worthy ones than that one. Let me just put it like that. Um, right now, I'd probably have to go with, Asuka versus Charlotte versus Bianca. It's because Asuka's character is a snooze fest. She's been a total flop. Fans have already abandoned her. She's getting no merchandise draw, no merchandise sales. It's very much a mirror image to Liv Morgan or Nikki Ash. It's uh, crashing and burning like a woman we've potentially never seen before. And then that essentially leaves Charlotte and Bianca and, uh, you know, Bianca's been overplayed like a beaten drum to this point in her career. So I think wow. we use a break from Bianca in the spotlight. Obviously, Charlotte's always a treat, but you can't be a, a queen of one in a match of three. Wow. And I, you know, I love I'll bring tones its take and he puts it with detail and he goes into it. Well, let's look at a brighter side of things then. What match I chose uh, Drew McIntyre and Gunther. Cleve chose Roman versus Jey Uso. We, I think, both great choices. Where's your match where you have to must be in your seat for? Right now, that's tough. I'm leaning towards Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. They're two extraordinary competitors, and uh, 
I, I hate Seth Rollins' character and I hate Finn Balor's character, but uh, that doesn't mean I can't see that they're great wrestlers. Just, you know, even if you for some reason don't like Logan Paul or Ricochet, they're two athletic performers. So um, I view both of those matches uh, as terms of similar stars and personas, but I, I'm looking forward to the Seth-Finn one because these guys have been pros, pros. And I really think, as Slice Wrestling reported, WWE plans on putting belts on all the Judgment Day. That would be a step in another direction if Finn Balor getting the belt. You know what I like most about that match? It kind of what you just said. But this is truly a 50-50 toss at the F up. Usually Seth Rollins gets the, you know, I'm going to say he would get the championship one. Not so fast. This storyline takes on great all the way seven years back to when they fought last. So there's meaning behind this. And quite honestly, like you said about the Judgment Day being reported, they want all the gold. To me, this is the only time Finn's going to get that opportunity. If he loses here to Seth at SummerSlam, going to move right on. Um, it is payback, though, so maybe he come out as the demon. But his chances are limited. So Finn Balor must get this victory in my eyes. And at the same time, do you want to take the gold right off the Seth? off of Seth so quickly in this process of having the new championship. So I'm most, this is one of my most intriguing matches of the night. I think that's good pick tones. Cleve, you were clapping for the judgment day. What's your thought? Well, I know, I think somebody sent in the group chat or I read it somewhere that Seth was dealing with somewhat of an injury. I don't know exactly what kind of injury, but I mean, yeah, he won the title about a couple months ago, but if he's, you know, injured and whatnot, and I think it would just make a lot of sense to put the belt on Finn Balor. And, dude, I think me and Joe made it. We talked about it the other day or so. The Judgment Day, thanks to Ed for introducing it, but the four of them that's in there, Dom, Priest, Finn, and Rhea, really stepped the game up and made Judgment Day TV worthy. What they did at the end of Raw was just great to see. They beat the hell out of Seth. Everyone got their move in. I thought Rhea was going to hit her finisher at one point. I think that would have been really cool to see. But, man, the Judgment Day from a year ago to where they are now, arguably the second biggest faction. I think the biggest faction, because I think the bloodline is no more with only Roman and Sokoa. So I, you can make the argument they are the biggest faction in all of WWE at the moment. And, Seeing them close the show out with all of them holding up the Damien had his briefcase, Rhea had her title, Dom has his, and then Finn sort of laid the belt on Seth. I just, it would be cool to see all of them have that'd be something cool to hang on your wall. All the all the members having all their gold. That'd be cool. I can't. The last time something like that has happened, where everyone in the faction was a championship belt of more than three people, was Evolution. When Batista and Rick were the tag titles, Randy was the Intercontinental Champion, and Triple H was the World Champion. So that just be a really cool thing to see Judgment Day do that. And gentlemen, before we get in the last half of these matches, I want to, first off, do not forget people live YouTube next week. We don't have the dime or place or whatever picked yet, but it will be posted on Twitter at Cleve and me many, many times. We'll post it on Insta for those who are connected to us. So that's really the only way we could reach you. If not, just keep looking on Spotify, Apple podcasts. We're going to be coming at you live. Um, Marcel is going to be joining us. I think I might even get another guest. We might have a, you know, a little pot at uh, five man thing going in here, starting five. 
But, fellas, the only thing that is dampering SummerSlam lineup a little bit, and this is why I don't think they have so many matches official, is these damn injuries. Mm. Liv Morgan, Kevin Owens, um, Trish Stratus, her nose is, um, even if she's playing it off some, when she takes off, she's got the huge bruise. She did break her nose. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, we you you know you mentioned a little Seth Rollins thing, but there's a lot of injuries. That's why I don't think we got our tag team title match uh, yet. If we even will get it with KO being out, we don't even have a Rhea's opponent yet. Um, I know Ra- Raquel, but at the same time, she's been banged up. Um, Tones, you're a big Kevin Owens fan. You reported on a couple of these earlier to our group chat, at, at least. What are your thoughts on it? And um, because right now, I mean, there we should have more official matches than six, but that's where we stand. Yeah, uh, you know, we're surely going to have more, but uh, it, it's sad and it, it will take away some potential. It, po- it probably takes away the tag team championships being put on the line. Uh, you would have to pretty much assume that anytime somebody like, Kevin Owens gets injured. It's never a good thing. And, uh, you know, Kevin Owens is one of those guys who will do a lot for the company, a lot more than a lot of people. So um, he's sadly one of those that get banged up pretty often, quite often, and it does suck. And, uh, you know, that's probably why they do pay him the big bucks because he's not afraid to go in there and take some falls and hits. So it's no surprise to see a top-of-the-line guy like Kevin Owens suffer another sad injury because of what he does put himself through. It'll surely, surely play a role into the SummerSlam card at the end of the day. Maybe not now because obviously so little has been announced to this point, but you best bet it will play a factor. But at the end of the day, it's like any sport, next man up. And uh, injuries always happen. And, uh, you know, you got a lot of hungry people on standby waiting to get their chance at a potential match in a pay-per-view. Liv Morgan, I'm not too worried about in terms of um, affecting SummerSlam. I really don't think that, uh, you know, she was going to get a lot of people in their seats one way or another. But, uh, you know, Trish Stratus, sad stuff. They're um, always good to see a legend in Trish for more reasons than one. So uh, I think two out of the three that we've talked about are pretty big. And, uh, yeah, really, Kevin Owens. Just, with just Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you got to have these guys in the show. I, you know what? I don't care they don't do this. I'm just thinking out of the box. I would make Sami Zayn and KO the host of SummerSlam. And we got to remember, too, gents, uh, Cleve mentioned Canada. I know last year's SummerSlam was in Canada and another one down the road, perhaps. But Detroit, Michigan is very close to Canada. A lot of these cats are from Canada. So there will be a lot of fans for the likes of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, even an edge type. If you're Canadian, odds are Michigan probably will have fans out because a lot of Canadians make that short travel across the uh, across the pond. And that's why I'm saying you might as well involve him somehow. He, you could have a great time with Kayla and Sammy just dicking around with microphones, being some fun host or something. Get, just get him involved. You got to have those two characters um, at least do something. I don't even care if they have a Ms. TV, Grayson Waller effect, KO show. Think of something. You got a week and a half Triple H and Nick Khan. I got faith in you. It's been a pretty good year, um, especially with ratings in WWE. Let's break down the next match, though. Let's go. No, we're not going to do the main event yet. Mm. 
Oscar, Charlotte, Bianca. Tones made that his bathroom break match. I'm not saying it's my favorite match of the night, but it's definitely not in that category. Reason being is I like Tones love Charlotte. I agree with him on Charlotte. I'm also opposite of Tones, though, on Bianca Belair. I think uh, she's done a fabulous job to this point. Uh, and oh, I've been up she could use... many times, but I just, you know, it's a little tired at this point. Well, I mean, you did rag. I mean, you pretty much, yeah, I think you called her a little worse than just tired. I think you, you think No, you if you go little... back to multiple Cleveland I always praise her, but I'm saying. I just met just a few main minutes ago, though. I'm just saying, I think Bianca Belair is a great talent who I'm, I'm not tired of. Oh, I, I want to keep seeing. So, yeah, well, like I said, you had a negative comment earlier, so I don't know if you're switching now or what. But at the same, well, no, time, we had to pick a bathroom like break match, and I had to explain myself. I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, you went. Down, I mean, you went real down on Oscar, but you also threw in a eh, tired of Bianca thing, which I'm just saying I'm not. So that's the opposite. That's how that goes. And on Oscar, everybody gets tired. I of like Oscar. Doesn't mean they're not a big star. That's fine. I never said that, but uh, you just you're just going back on it. So, Asuka, I'm a fan of Asuka. I think she's deserving of the title. She should have won it, and she did win it. So, this triple threat match means a lot for her. She's going to have it on the line against a Hall of Famer in Charlotte Flair. She's going to have it on the line and a young star in Bianca who's beaten the hell out of the people likes of Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and more. So, She's got a lot on her hands here, and in a triple threat, that's very scary because she doesn't have to be the one to take the pinfall. Um, will they take it off her in a quick-ish manner, or will they go back to old reliable, rather it be Charlotte, who's long in the tooth and still a fine wine, or are they going to give it to Bianca, who's had it for many of the time? So not predicting it here, but to me, the right thing to do is would be keep it with Asuka. At the same time, I will have no complaints. Really, if any of the three, uh, I'd probably put Bianca's is the least one just because um, I don't think she needs a title to be hanging around a good picture. Cleve, your thoughts on this whole fiasco triple threat? You know, it's rare that I actually agree with Tampa Tones on this one, but I do think that it's time for Bianca to sort of, I say, take her time off or maybe go a heel turn. I do think the after a while, it kind of does just get repetitive after a while. Same old thing. She had a very long title run, and it seems like the it seems like um, Montez Ford and Angel Angel Dawson are going to be teaming up with Bobby Lashley. So yeah, but then Lashley last week he met up with. Uh, they said they had some sickness and COVID stuff going on, but yeah. Lashley had a meeting with. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Yeah, I saw that too. So, I mean, we don't know where that direction is going, but it pretty, I'm pretty sure she's going to follow whatever direction her husband is going. But I think it is time for Bianca to either take some time off or go possibly heal. Um, just too many enough. We already got enough goodies, good rest, women's wrestler. We need a couple more heels, a fresh heel on top of that. Um, you make an excellent point. If Oscar were to lose, I might. This is my opinion on Oscar losing. I think if Oscar loses the belt, she loses all credibility to ever be champion in the future again. You can never take her serious again as a champion because it seems like every time she wins the belt, Charlotte Flair is right behind her, tapping her on the shoulder and saying, "Hey, you got something that belongs to me." So I think Oscar needs to have a long, successful run to change people's opinions. Like Tampa Tones about her, 
And I think the best way to do that is to go over against two top women's wrestlers, Charlotte and Bianca Belair. But I do think Bianca needs to go heel or take a step back. I think we could all agree on one thing. None of us want Bianca to win that championship title. Um, the rest could be up for debate, but that's one thing I think we do agree on. So at the end of the day, it's a triple threat. A lot of things can happen. I don't know. Um, you know, guys, we do have, before we get to the um, Jay and Roman, we do have two money in the banks out there. You know, what's your guys, do you think if you, you, it's easy. We have three options and we're just going to play it this way. Zero cash-ins, two cash-ins, one cash-in. We're not going failed or not failed. We'll do that next week. But do we see at the biggest event of the summer, probably the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, argue people, you could argue a third, whatever, but second or third biggest pay-per-view of the year, zero, one, or two, if you had to put a $100 bill on one of those cash-ins. Tones, we'll start with you. Hmm. I'm going to say zero because I feel like they use cash-ins uh, how should I say? They try and spruce up other moments than already big time moment. You know, of course you get the occasional mania cash in whatever. That's more shocking storylines. But since we've been this deep into the process of Money in the Bank, I think they're going to use it and utilize it for other pay per views. Or you know, maybe a SmackDown or hell, hopefully not the Austin Theory route that he went last time with the Money in the Bank. <laughs> Would it change your mind if I said SummerSlam weekend cash in? No, I, I don't think it changes my mind. And I will add to that, it obviously hurts a cash-in that um, Finn fights because that limits Priest's cash-in opportunity. But I will say it would be interesting. I don't think they're going to um, do it. But, hey, what if Seth beats Finn and then Finn starts beating him up and then Priest comes out and maybe he does have a way to the title. Ultimately, I don't think it happens. I don't think a cash-in happens. But I will say um, it's possible they incorporate a priest cash in, but at that point, I think that they would just rather give the title to Finn than Damian Priest. And then you never know, maybe that keeps Judgment Day alive down the road. A rift between Priest or uh, Priest and uh, Finn, kind of like how we've seen in the Bloodline, they're extending that storyline with a lot of controversy. You could give the title to Finn this weekend, and then always have the threat and danger of Priest potentially cashing in on the squad leader. And, uh, you know, although it's hostile within the group, it actually extends the storyline and entertainment of the group as a whole. I'm going to 1000% agree. Um, maybe I should take that down a little bit. 99.99% agree. Um, you don't need it this, that weekend. Uh, we're going to see, yeah, we haven't gotten like the legend in the match. Like we had the John Cena's, the, undertakers rocks anybody you can name like that really um but we do have big matches everywhere i mean brock lesnar and cody rhodes is main event worthy uh and it's not going to be the main event we have logan paul who's very popular coming from the outside involved in this uh pay-per-view seth rounds and finn balor could be a pay-per-view on many cards it's not going to be because SummerSlam is a one-day great event honestly i'm kind of looking forward to that the two-day wrestlemania is great but if you can only go to one day, it sucks. You miss out on half the card. We get the entire package. But getting back to Money in the Banks, I agree. Um, it's just they're too soon. And let, like, especially if you fail, 
Um, it's just way too soon. So I just think that let Damien ride this out. Let there be the optimism. I kind of think Tom's alluding to it with it. Let that grow. Let that keep uh, going in that direction. Then EO Sky um, with Bailey getting injured. I don't think you want to rush anything there. I don't think EO Sky needs to make her moment now. She just won the money in the bank. She can make that big splash in the wintertime, maybe closer to the Royal Hey, I, I know it's baseball news, but many breaking baseball news since it's a sports show. The Dodgers acquire Ahmed Rosario from the Guardians. And I'm telling you, trade deadlines next week. We just were talking about it. Now there's been a couple of trades. that you're, We're going to see baseball flying off the uh, – the hinges, that is for sure, over the next week and a half, uh, along with all this great wrestling. Uh, don't forget there also is the London pay-per-view uh, for AEW coming out. And I'm going to – while I look up their card, Cleve, are you in agreement with me and Tones on the – where you're putting your money in terms of a potential cash-in, or are you going to say one or two? I don't think there'll be a cash in, but I shared a crazy theory with you guys in the group chat, and I'll share it with the fans. I think it would. I think if WWE really wanted to fuck with the fans and really, you know, get them hot, Jay Uso wins, and then Damon Priest music hits. He cashes in on Jay, and then I think that would just really have Twitter in the uproar. Have a lot of people talking about SummerSlam. I know that won't happen, but that's just something I think I'll be. Absolutely hilarious if that were to happen, but I just think Damian Priest is too soon, especially if Finn Balor wins it. He only held the world champion one time in WWE, and it was only for 24 hours because he, I think, he tore something in his shoulder. And I just think if you were to win it the second time, you won at least a couple months with it. I don't think Io Sky is ready yet. I think she's going to feud with Bailey eventually. And then later on down the road, she's going to cash in. But I don't see any cash-ins at SummerSlam next Saturday. Yeah, and now don't get me wrong. We probably would all be very excited to see it. But at the same time, it's just not needed. Um, And actually, I was looking up where – I know how Tones mentioned since we're talking sports, like Lions mini camps in the area. We're going to a baseball game. But I was also going to look um, – I was trying to see. I don't think either of the – and I could be wrong, but I don't think that the SmackDown or Raw are – I'm going to look up right now. I think they're in other places. Or maybe that was around Fastlane. It might be in other places. But it would make sense if the whole entire damn weekend is at Detroit and they use the Detroit Pistons. I, I think it Rangers. is a whole weekend. I'm and pretty I'm sure. Trying... I think SummerSlam, Mania, Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series are the four weekends they do it all around. Yeah, that was definitely Fastlane. I was looking at that. I'm trying to see. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they do travel packages on those four. Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, and uh, Survivor Series. Yeah, I don't. Like when it's we're like, in Chicago, or uh, not us, but when Survivor Series in Chicago in November, it'll be there all week. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, if we really wanted to go crazy, we could go to that Monday. That would just be a marathon. No, see, like this is what I don't understand. And on August 4th, yeah, because it's fa- August 4th, it's Dayton, Ohio. They're at Wright State University. 
They might have changed it then because I remember back in the day. It I was remember a, that uh, too. It was a travel weekend. Wow. And then they're at the uh, Timberwolf Stadium Monday Night Raw. Honestly, I how hate the to hell say this. Does, I, I love Survivor Series, but how does that get its own whole weekend and SummerSlam doesn't? I hate to say this for people who listen from Detroit, but could location play a factor into why they didn't do that? Mm, maybe, but they gave uh, Canada a whole weekend last year, you know? No, no, I'm not saying Detroit. I mean, Detroit's a big, huge city, but I'm just saying maybe they just – they don't get the same rating. I don't know, but that that's puzzling to me. I'm glad we didn't try to buy a SummerSlam pack. We'd be going all over the damn Midwest. Oh, my mm. goodness. Um, let's, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Let's get to the main event, Jey Uso, Roman Reigns. Um. I don't even know how I want to spin this one. Does anybody got some? I guess I put it this way. Are we going to get any new character involvement? Cleve, I want to ask you, number one, do you see any outside family members, older, younger, may have you come into this match? And my second question to that will be, uh, how long are you thinking for this main event? Um, I mean, is Roman's entrance longer or the match? <laughs> the match will definitely be longer, but I think, I mean, I said at the top before I went on air, I think maybe Rakishi, these are his sons, the Usos, and Sokoa is his sons, and then Roman's part of the family. And I know Roman asked Jay, Did you get approval from the elders for this match? And Jay said, Yeah, so we're definitely going to get someone a legend from this family that makes that's going to eventually factor into the storyline and i wonder will it happen at SummerSlam? i think it's going to be a long match roman doesn't do short matches i think we're probably going to get about i go 25 to a 30 minute main event match probably about 10 minutes of it let's say about five minutes will be entrance but i think it's going to be a pretty long match actually Tones, are you going to agree with Cleve on long match? And uh, what do you see? You know, are we going to get a stink boot Rikishi? Are we going to get the new, you know, uh, nephew that does the, uh, you know, solo finisher that they're all copying, obviously, uh, Umaga as we travel back? What do, what do you see happen in the landscape of the bloodline? Yeah, we'll probably see Rakishi's fat ass making a pair of do some stink face type stuff or something. I mean, Jesus, so I nonchalant. Well, it, I mean, tell me when I'm lying, but uh, yeah, he'll probably make okay, CM Punk. He'll probably make an appearance. Um, and it'd be a cool one if he, you know, as long as he could still get around, we might see a stink face and whatnot. But I think it'll be a long match. I don't think they're gonna put Roman in a match at this uh caliber of a pay-per-view and have it be a squash and quite frankly as great as Roman's run has been he hasn't really had a ton of squash matches I feel like in title defenses uh for a couple of reasons one I feel like for entertainment purposes they try and stretch out the title matches and have family and Paul Heyman involvement in a lot of him and collusion in a lot of him and uh you know that just means that they're Usually not going to be short matches when that type of stuff happens because it's a long, grueling match, and then he needs to be put over the top a little bit. Not in a bad way. It's like, you know, how the Miz on his title run got some dirty wins. It builds into the character. And two, 
we don't get a ton of title defenses from Roman nowadays, so I doubt that one of the first we see in a while will be a short one. Uh, well, I think it's going to be a long match. You can do so many things. Refs get knocked. You know what? To me, what they need to do with these matches from now on and have a stipulation, put multiple referees in Roman Reigns matches because always something happens. So to me, at least at the next WrestleMania, if he main events it with the title, have multiple refs out because you know one guy's getting his ass knocked out for sure. It's over under a half a referee getting knocked out. I'm taking the over. But um, I see somebody getting involved. I don't know who it may be. Maybe it'd be even someone who returns because, I mean, Cleve, how much further are they going to take internal you know, boiling of the bloodline all the way through Mania? Are they eventually going to switch gears like, to me, yeah, Jay can come back. I, you know, Jay's fighting right now. If he if he were to lose, Jimmy comes back from his quote-unquote injury uh, where he's just taking time off, and then he can get a chance, and then you can go to solo. Do you really think they're going to take that whole path now and just run through the family, or do you think um, – and this is going to be to both of you. Do you. Can you see the direction dipping after this, or you think the path is set to WrestleMania? It's really hard because you got you – got- you got a majority that's love the bloodline story. It's been going three years strong, but then you got that small crowd of complainers, as I like to call them, that just complains about Roman holding the belt for too long and yada, yada, yada. But I think you can stretch this all the way out to the Royal Rumble and then, you know, eventually sort of going a separate way. I just think it's too late in the year. We're already in July. It's too late in the year to try to start something, a new feud with someone with Roman, especially to make it believable. You know what I mean? Like, if they were to start a feud with Cody next month after SummerSlam against Roman, it just really wouldn't be that believable because there's no big pay-per-views coming up besides Survivor Series. And we know that's more of a tag team type pay-per-view than actual, you know, put the belt on the line. So, remember when you brought up Cody, not to cut you off, but remember when Cody Rhodes said, on that Monday after all, Roman, one day you're going to be a tribe without a chief or a chief without a tribe and all that stuff. Man, I, I, to me, he predicted the whole future. That means it's going to got to circle back at some point. Oh, no, I think Cody will have his moment. I don't think that would come until WrestleMania, though. I think Cody's too big of a star to and Roman. They're both too big of a star to, let's say, change the championship belt. At the Royal, I can't even remember the last time a belt of that magnitude has changed hands at like the Royal Rumble or the February pay per view. So I think Cody will get his chance eventually, but I just think this will definitely go on until at least the Royal Rumble 2024 next year. Yeah, I mean we have so much build up. I I don't want SummerSlam to go even by. I shouldn't even be rushing it like this, but it just kind of came to the mind a little bit. Tones, your thought on, do you think, it, ah, just what you would want to see, should they just keep it in the family for a while or let, let's start to get some other people involved? Well, it depends uh, entertainment or deserving. Surely there's a ton more wrestlers deserving than just his family at title shots and opportunities in terms of in-ring presence and notability. Um, you know, you might want to take advantage of your buddy who's a fad right now before he runs out of steam. Uh, L.A. Knight. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's make, let's let make this clear. Yeah, let me talk to you. By November, that guy's going to be asking for his shirt back because no one's going to be <sighs> buying it. It's going to be on the Dollar Tree rack. Top five and, uh, seller. Three of the top five. 
yeah three of the top five okay and pigs could fly you know it's like same thing it's like you know some of these things crack me up it's a fad just like Nikki Ash, just like uh, you know Cleve's old oh, buddy. Oh, don't come on, don't. Yeah, Cleve's old buddy that they uh, ended up cutting uh, because his world championship was a wooden belt, and then uh, you know what? you had a couple, you know, yeah, yeah, Daniel Bryan or whatever. I'm gonna sit here and listen to this blasphemous from Tom. This is just a horrible take right now. I'm sorry. WWE Hall of Famer yeah. agrees with me, so I um, don't cut you guys off sometimes. I, I, I'm <laughs> saying you gotta hold on. Yeah, I don't cut you off, even though you're wrong every time you speak. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's a fad. It's not a bad thing, but let's be honest. Will he ever be more? A fad is when something is the most popular it will ever be. Will he ever be more popular than he is right now? You've called a decent amount, but you also said the Judgment Day would be a fan. You did, yep. You did call Judgment Day. You said the Judgment At, at one point, day. it was a sinking you ship. Made, I, no, no, I'm saying you made, you've made more good calls than that, but a Judgment Day, he could be on the Judgment Day list. Maybe. They had to We're, change it up. It's not the same group. I said oh, that when Edge was the leader. They had, they needed LA Knight could, could LA Knight could be creative. Wait, wait, hold on. I just want to get back to you comparing his run to Nikki Ash, of all people. Nikki Ash was horrible. Nobody was cheering for Nikki Ash. Dude, there's people. It's so funny. I go in, like, other comments on Instagram, and there's L.A. Night comments in these, um, there's L.A. Night comments in these, like, things that has nothing to do with wrestling. House of Highlights, World Star comments. I literally just seen one today go, L.A. Night's the man. Like, I don't know. This is not a fave, Tom. I think people are really buying into L.A. Night. I think it was really disrespectful. To compare him to Nikki Ash of all people. Wasn't he just a fashion queen like six months ago? He was Max Dupree. Okay. I mean, exactly my point. People who change characters wasn't like Kevin the Owens never last. They just years don't. ago, wasn't Kevin Owens being thrown off the stage in a portal? Was his name not Kevin he Owens? Getting whooped by, yeah, he was getting embarrassed by Braun Strowman. Look at him now. Everybody goes through weird phases. Wasn't his name kept first off, his name was Kevin Owens. Second of all, still, he was a, still a top star. And third of all, that's when they were trying to build up big man Braun Strowman because Vince McMahon loves big men. So it wasn't only Kevin Owens getting abused by him. I'll give you this, Cleve. Name me LA Knight's top five matches that he's competed in right now and uh, make your case on why he's more than a fan. Well, I can't do top five matches. Well, thank I, you again, I, Max. Well, what I, I don't even think on. he's had five matches. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, again, just, you come on. This is, this is next, next. You know he's going good when Kevin Owens. So, don't. So, if I buy you an L.A. night I'll never shirt. Wear I'll give it to Olive. <laughs> she can use it as a pajama shirt. Um... Next. Come on. You, you are being a little harsh on the guy. I'm saying take advantage of him while you can. You really think he's going to be a non-factor come WrestleMania season? To be determined, I think he's heading down that road right now just because, dude, remember how big Ricochet was and then he faded into oblivion for a while? It took him a while to crawl out of it. I mean, we see this all the time. It, it is possible. You know, I'm not saying it's not possible. And again, I, I'm not saying he's not great, but we just spoke in the – he hasn't even had five matches. Six months ago, he was Rene Dupree's little brother, Max Dupree, uh, doing the French well, – He doesn't even have Lord a match at SummerSlam. That's what I'm saying. WWE must know something because uh, they're afraid to put that guy in the ring. Or they're safe. Or, you know, maybe – I mean – 
I think Reginald could beat him in a match. Uh, okay, we're moving on. We're gonna... <laughs> I, yeah, how he brings up that name. He just I mean, pulls you, it right out got, you can't even name eye. five matches from. Yeah. Because he hasn't had five matches on the damn roster really yet. Why not? Because he's newer on the main roster. Oh, geez. Well, there's also reports that it was some disagreement backstage area with him. Oh, but so it's already a problem. No, see, up, this rumor, this is a uh, – Wait, but you brought up Ricochet, right? When has Ricochet ever been good on the mic like L.A. Knight? When has Ricochet ever had the crowd going? LA, Ricochet is not even – But Ricochet's of, probably better in the ring. Yeah, better in the ring, but L.A. Knight is way better than him on the microphone. And I've always stated selling the match with the microphone work is 50% of it because a lot of guys can't wrestle. But they get on that microphone, they could sell a match like any other. And L.A. Knight can do that. I don't know, Tone. Some of the wrestlers you're comparing L.A. Knight to is really just a slap in the face. Of Zack people. Ryder 2.0, that's his ceiling. <laughs> I, love I love the names he's bringing out. Guys, this has been a great segment, a great argument. I think the fans are going to love it a lot. But we got to move on because we're yeah. going to let me talk to you. I'm going to buy multiple. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're gonna and then in you. December, everybody will be like, man, that's nice. You got those shirts from the homeless shelter? Jimmy also goes, fad. He pieces out. He's not. Yeah. He's, he's a, he said Sami Zayn or die, but that mm-hmm. can't be true mm-hmm. either. Um, okay. Sami Zayn also was a fucking political activist that we all thought was messed up for us. So anything can happen at any given Sunday in I this think, league. You know, Zane, he's always been a stand-up guy and a uh, character of integrity. And, uh, and he way had better one, than Daniel Bryan. So He had one weird storyline where, you know, didn't he say, like, Bobby Lashley had a trans sister or something <laughs> like that? Like, <laughs> that was some weird stuff or, you know, something it's weird. It's probably... <laughs> All right, um, man, snip the cord in some way, but uh, oh, oh. nonetheless, let me talk to you. All right, well, let me talk to you, Tones, as we want to close out here. What's coming on Bucketeers? Um, also want to ask your thoughts on Brock versus Cody because you mm. missed that part, and then Cleveland, a cl- give me a Cleveland's thought, something we haven't really talked about that you've been thinking about wrestling wise, and uh, again, how amped are you for Detroit? I'm amped, man. Um, you know. I've I'm a man of travel. I've been a lot of places and uh I love it and uh you know I'm no bigger fan of the Midwest. No one's a bigger fan of the Midwest than me and uh I I'm excited for this. I talk it up all the time. You got beautiful places like Ohio and you got nice places like Indiana and I think Detroit, Michigan's right up there as well. So I think that this is just another one of those trips that's going to be very fun for more reasons than one. I think a lot of people get a bad rap on Detroit, Michigan. I think it's going to be a is good time. Of, new? Yeah, and uh, let's hope we don't get Woody from uh, Toy Story making an appearance through the door with his... Uh, Speaking of a Woody, did you see your boy Hulk Hogan from Tampa get engaged to 44-year-old yoga teacher? I mean... Hats off to him. You see Leonardo DiCaprio nutting in bitches. You see Robert De Niro still uh, cranking out kids. I think Larry King's about to come back from his grave and marry another lady. So uh, maybe Jerry Springer, Hugh too. It's Jerry Springer, too, if you want. But, uh, no, Bucketeers, bucketeers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we did see the original Playboy Mansion this weekend. That was pretty cool. Shout out Hugh Hefner. 
who knows how many uh, holes he was in there. And J.B. Buc- Pritzker's house. Bucketeers, um <laughs> Yeah, that guy doesn't – He, I think – yeah, let's just say he he could lay off the uh, he can lay off a lot of things in life. JB Pritzker, Jelly Belly. Let's just put it like that. Bucketeers this weekend, um, Saturday or Sunday, gonna be coming at you. I, Huncho's in Arizona right now, so whenever my man Huncho gets back from AZ, he's on a nice little family vacay. Hope he's doing beautiful out there. I mean, the poor guy had to bring seven or eight kids to Arizona. <laughs> That's a lot of manpower and a lot Wear of a blanket. Yeah, hey, Huncho, he does life big, and uh, he's living it big. So hope he's having a great time. Me, him, and Stunna plan on being at you Saturday or Sunday because we got a week in review for training camp, and we're going to have some reporters on to talk about what's up with the Bucks and how they're looking, their quarterback competition. Todd Bowles said in the, for the first time in years since he's been a head coach, this is his first real quarterback competition. So we'll see if it's Trask, if it's Mayfield, who's looking like they have the inside edge. We're going to get to uh, how the Rashad White's looking in a running back one role. Devin White was practicing today. So there's a lot to talk about on Bucks Nation. And Bucketeers will probably be at you Sunday morning with the new episode. Cleveland. We will be on the listen for that here in Chicago to Tampa to Detroit. Give me your Cleveland's thought and, you know, walk us out here. I mentioned at the top of the hour, and I kind of want to present the question to Tones. Mia's sort of had a comment with Daniel Bryan sort of blame the creative writers for why certain characters doesn't get over. And he basically missed some of that. Miz basically said you can't blame the creative writer because a lot of people has had shitty characters, but you just got to, you know, you got to suffer through it, and eventually you'll get a character you like. But also, just because you get a bad character doesn't mean you have to mope and, you know, bitch about it and cry about it. You can just make it better or do something to make a crowd interesting. So I want to know Tone's opinion. Do you think the creative writer does have an effect on a wrestler's character, or is it solely up to the wrestler to work with what he's been given with? I want to know why you blame creatives and guys like Vince when you disagree with something and then give all the credit in the world to wrestlers when you think they're a good character or when you agree with something. Wait, what do you mean blame Vince? Because you always have a turncoat-style attitude. When you disagree with something, you blame creatives, you blame people like Vince, but then when you like a guy like L.A. Knight and someone disagrees with that, you know, you play the role of, oh, it's a character, you got to give credit. It's just terrible what you people try and do to uh, dissolve situations as such. And I know a guy like you could laugh it off, but it's really, really terrible and uh, not needed. So until you quit playing both sides, I'm well, not going to answer such an asinine question. is about a matchup. I don't complain about a guy's character. Mm-mm-mm. When have I complained about that, a character? That's lies. When I ever complained about I was only the real time I got the pitch. Oh, Oscar's been a bad character. Come on, man. Oscar hasn't been a bad character. What are you, what are you talking about? 
Come on, man. You just said otherwise. You said when have you complained about one? Now you're just well, you called you're done, bro. You called Pull the plug Bryant. on yourself because you just oh, man. Tonesy yeah. just avoided the whole Miz Daniel Bryant thing. He just gutted Cleveland like a fucking because he, he doesn't deserve it because he's oh. fake news and he tries to turn the pot when this all he does is bash for the same reasons and try uh, sitting there all innocent. It's it's really disgusting. <laughs> What's your thought on it, Cleve? I mean, I feel that you got to work with what you work with. I think a lot of guys, you can get any character, but at the end of the day, if you can't make the character work, then you can't blame it on creative writing. I mean, a lot of guys. But there's some things like like a Cody Rhodes, for example, when they had him be like the male fashion model where they would show people's toe, dirty toes, and he was like the cleaner of them and stuff. That works. Or that. Stardust. That's some. That was some. That uh, Stardust he worked with, but that some of those dashing. Right, that was a little ridiculous. I love dashing. Dashing Rose was great. Honestly, I thought it was a great narcissist type heel. I think that was really cool. It was cool. I didn't mind. He was Intercontinental Champion. He brought out the white belt at the time. Hold on, hold on. What's the what's what's the face about? Tom? No, no, no. I mean, I'm. Well, I think Tones is just, he emptied out his tank. We got to get the hell out of here. By the way, fans, before we get too lost, Cleveland Me Next Week is live on YouTube. We are going to hit you hard with our predictions. We're going to hit you with surprises. We'll tell you who's coming back, who's not coming back, what we think's messed up about each other. We're going to keep attacking, and then we're off. We are on the way to Detroit a week from Friday. We are going to have a great weekend with great men, plus Mm. Our buddy Emod is going to be celebrating. Us. We're going to have a four-way all the way to Detroit. Four-way? <laughs> what the hell? What was that, Joe? Oh my God! Jeez. That was I, that was poorly said. For that being clear, that stone. This is me. God bless. I ain't driving anymore. Holy shit! Hands up. <laughs> I don't need a Yahoo up the Weeboo. 